Good morning. It's an honor to be here with you and a privilege to be here with you this morning and to share about not only the sacredness of life, but also how real options, and you guys probably know us as crisis pregnancy centers, and then we were community pregnancy centers. And since 2009, we became real options because uh, we felt like it is a more relevant name to help women and men facing unplanned pregnancies. Because we know that life is precious, don't we? So I'm going to go to God's Word just for a few scriptures and uh, share with you because the, the Bible has consistently placed a strong, uh, and a strong value very consistently in the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, you're going to see God cares about life. He created us and he cares about life, including the poor, the oppressed, the widowed, the orphaned, and the handicapped. He cares about all life. He cares about us, whether we, we might look at somebody and not give them value, but God values every single person because we're made in his image. And that's what the scripture says in Genesis 1, and 27. God said, let us make mankind in our image. And when he says in our, we all study the word here, I'm sure, but that's are the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So the Trinity was together to make mankind in God's image. After our likeness, I don't, is that my, um, okay. Well, we'll just go with that. <laughs> and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the beasts and over all the earth, and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created them male and female. And God didn't make any inferior people. He didn't make man better than woman or woman better than man. He created us all in his image. One of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 139 verses 13 through 16, it talks about how we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I love how Pastor Hans Eric talked about when his wife had their first baby, George. That was so beautiful. And all the children were just glued to what he was saying. And it's so important for children to know that they're a gift and that they're special and that they're loved. It says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Your words are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depth, depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. That word actually means fetus. That's what the word means. And all the days ordained for me were written in your book before there was yet one of them. Uh, it always, you know, this is a subject that is dear to my heart, and I talk about it a lot, but it still amazes me how God wrote all of our days. He knows our beginning. He knows our end. He knows the purposes and plans he has for us. He knows everything that he has planned. So we're all very blessed. I wanted to put a quick video in here. This is a video done by Focus on the Family. Okay. Male and female in the image 
Like a set of new glasses that helps us see the world with greater clarity, the value of human life defines how we see and respond to those around us. From the formation of a child's first tiny cell to life's final breath, all life has dignity and value. Because each and every one of us is made in the image of God. And that is why. When we talk about being pro-life, it's not just about a political issue. It's a worldview. It's a life view. It's a way of looking at each human life that transcends culture, class, race, age, and opinion, knowing that we are all uniquely created in the image of God. The sanctity of human life is deeply rooted in scripture and modeled through the life of Jesus Christ who said, Whatever you did for the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. When we begin to see others as God sees them, we're moved to care more deeply about those created in His image. And we will live each day in a way that honors our Creator. We won't see the scriptures as mere words, but as commands to express His heart through our actions. Commands like speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. And ensure justice for those being crushed. Or love your neighbor as yourself. The sanctity of human life speaks to ancient questions that span all of time and every culture. Questions like, who is God? Who am I? Who is my neighbor? Jesus responded to those questions with the story of the Good Samaritan, who saw another man who was broken and bleeding. And instead of looking the other way as others had, he stopped and cared for that man, even at great cost to himself. Jesus said, go and do likewise. Let us see people as God sees them seeing their needs, and having mercy on them because every person is made in the image of God. Don't be silent in the face of injustice, but be a voice for those who cannot speak for themselves. May we not pass judgment on the woman facing an unexpected pregnancy, but surround her with support, helping her to see the child growing within her as a unique person with a life as valuable as her own. So. Reach out to orphans in distant lands or the foster child in our own backyard who is waiting, hoping, and praying for a family to call their own. Embrace those with special needs as a special reflection of the image of our Creator God. Let us care for the widow in distress and loneliness. And let us befriend those in prison. Let us shine a light on practices that distort human dignity. Like human trafficking and the cycle of poverty that limits God-given potential and dreams. Make sacrifices to meet the needs of those dying preventable deaths because they lack food, medicine, and clean water. Let us rejoice in the image of God as expressed through various skin colors and ethnic traditions. Refusing to tolerate racist attitudes that mock the one that created us. Let us choose to see those who disagree with us as God sees them, treating them with respect and dignity while helping them to open their eyes to see the beauty and value of life. That is what it means to be pro-life. This is why we need to be a voice. So I think that, that video does a really good job of... Um, you can hit the next slide, thank you, of sharing why 
we're all created, how we're all created in God's image, and why we're all so uh, special to the Lord, and why it does matter to stand up for life. And that's what Real Options is doing in this community. We are standing up for the value of life of every unborn child and every mom and dad who is a parent to those children. Um, there's a few more scriptures. You can jot these down. I wasn't going to go into all of them. We know that Jeremiah, the prophet, said that uh, he was called by God before he was even born. So God has a plan and a purpose. He has a calling for us to fulfill before we're even born. And Psalm 51 uh, is, is David and uh, these are all great scriptures to jot down, Job 31.15, Galatians 1.15 as well. But I'm going to share with you how Real Options is in our community really here to uh, advance a culture of life. Do you feel like we live in a culture of life today? I'll tell you, I don't, honestly, when I see uh, all that's going on around us. But we're not going to talk about the bad news this morning. We're going to talk about the good news, right? of what God has and what he's given us and what can we do about it. Because Real Options believes that life is precious and is a gift from God. And we seek to provide real options that encourage life-affirming choices. Our purpose is to advance a culture of life and provide support structures in our community and on our school campuses that are needed to ensure that women, men, students, and families know where to turn when they're facing unplanned pregnancies, sexual health concerns, and emotional trauma from past abortions. Um, these, are, th these are real issues that are in our community each and every day. Um, one of our great programs is called Real Talk, and I'm not gonna share the video because it's long, but it's on our website if, you, if you're interested to see. Real Talk is a program that can be in your child's school, in junior high or high school, or our education director will tailor it to your youth group, but is a way of giving kids relevant information and education on STDs, which is required by the state of California, in a framework of God's truth. Now, when we're in a school that is secular, we can't bring the scriptures in, but we can still speak truth to those students. We can still show them how much we value them and teach them about self-respect and teach them about making healthy lifestyle choices. And we can impact their lives. And we do this as a free service to the schools. So if you have a principal that you know or a teacher, um, let them know about Real Options or give me their name and we'll get into that school and make a difference so that those students will choose right paths for their lives and not have an unplanned pregnancy, not have a disease before they're 18 years old. It's critical. Um, 15 to 24 year olds are, are getting an awful lot of diseases in this country. That's so young. And those things can follow them the rest of their lives. So we want to speak life into them and show them how they can value their own life. In our intervention ministry, so Real Talk is our prevention. In our intervention ministry, we are in our four medical clinics, in Union City, in Mountain View, in East San Jose, and in Central San Jose. And we're all strategically located. Oh, 
darn it. Yeah. <laughs> My husband's trying to help me, but I'll, I'll cue you for the videos. How about that? <laughs> it's okay. Um, in 2015, Real Options was privileged to save the lives of 935 unborn children. Isn't that exciting? That's a lot of children in, in Santa Clara County. And that's 1,870 parents also saved from abortion. Uh, our goal in 2016 is 1,177. That might sound like a funny number, but we're really trying to forecast accurately what we can do and how we can grow. And that'll be over 2,300 parents. These are going to be people that won't need our post-abortion healing because they'll have been saved from that decision. So it's really very important um, to be here in the community. And this video, if it cues up correctly, is Angie's story. And she was a patient in our Mountain View Clinic, so really close to this uh, church. Thank you. This pregnancy was, um, was not expected. Um, I have two other children. My son will be 10, my daughter's three. Um, and then being divorced with two already, I was contemplating not going through with my pregnancy and having an abortion. Like it's my only option because I have two already. To be able to provide for them, how am I gonna provide for another one? And doing it on my own, I already feel like I'm stretched thin. So I looked up Planned Parenthood here in Mountain View, went in there, they give you a blood test, and I just started breaking down crying. And they just asked me, do you need a minute? Gave me a minute, tissue, took me into the ultrasound room, and they turned the monitor so you can't see it. I had to see. Like, I just, it was just this nagging feeling where they can't do it. So once they showed me the ultrasound, it was just like, I can't, there's no way. Um, and I walked out. But it was still something I've been struggling with because like I said, I'm, you lose sleep over it. Can I do it? Can I not do it? And I remember sitting in the room at Planned Parenthood, which was literally facing across um, from here, <laughs> real options, and looking over. I called, made an appointment, came in, I spoke to Leanne, and like I said, I kind of walk around in denial, so numbing all my feelings, and I literally, I broke down. T spoke to her for about an hour, she shared her story with me, and it was such a relief, and just felt like you're not cornered, there is options, you can do it. I had an ultrasound, and I can see my baby moving, <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> And there's no way, this is, this is my baby, it's a part of me. He's, he's alive, he's moving. Being able to come here and talk to someone and then someone who can relate and tell you, you know what, we're gonna be praying for you and here, we can, we can see what resources we have. We can help you. And after leaving here, went to church that night, took the kids and even the message alone like spoke to me and it's like, you can do it. I've been doing it with two. One more, it's not gonna hurt. <laughs> and I'm excited. I don't think it's a coincidence that Real Options was across the street from Planned Parenthood. Everything happens for a reason, so I'm excited. So her baby is now a year old, and she continues to come to Real Options to her advocate that she really bonded with and 
get um, emotional support, spiritual support, um, mater- not maternity clothes anymore, but baby clothes, what we can give her. Uh, Real Options really wants to be holistic for women and men. That's our goal, is to be holistic. You don't, you don't have to worry about that. Um, that's why we are there. We, we care about women emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. And the medical part, being medical clinics now, like we weren't years ago, is one way that we can really care about them physically. Because when they choose to have their babies, we provide prenatal care as well for them through our nurse practitioner and our medical director for the first two months so that they can get their insurance, so that they can have their baby with their doctor in the hospital. So these are practical ways, right? So when you partner with Real Options, and I know some of you do, and I thank you for that, that when you partner with us, you're really giving tangible, practical support, emotional support, spiritual support uh, to women and men facing unplanned pregnancies. And we see the men as well. We have male advocates in the clinics as well. You might wonder, how do they find out about us? How do they find out um, about us at Real Options? So we have an outreach campaign. This slide shows a Google uh, site. So if you were to Google Abortion San Jose or Abortion Mountain View, you would see this. Uh, It would come up top above the abortion providers. And it looks pretty generic. And it's designed to look generic because we want those women and men that are really determined that they think abortion is their only option to call. And they call this call center. It's run by an organization, a ministry called Online for Life. And they are wanting those people to come into a life-affirming clinic like Real Options. And so they text them our address, tell them that they can get all of their preliminary testing for free, and they come in and we educate them thoroughly. Our, our mission is to equip and empower them to be able to choose life for their unborn children. And so this is just one way that we widen the net to meet the need. And I'll tell you, we have a lot of married couples that make these phone calls in Santa Clara County. You're dealing with people of all different cultures, all different backgrounds, people that haven't been churched, people that don't know the Lord. And so reaching them and reaching out to them and and being a safety net for them and their unborn children is very important. Uh, The next slide shows our bus shelter ads. That uh, this one is a particularly great placement. (laughs) because our clinic in central San Jose is just two doors down from this largest Planned Parenthood in Northern California. And we took all four bus shelter ads on the four corners there uh, through one of our donors and we put up ads for real options because we want them to find us. We have to be able to be found. The next slide, don't go there yet. When I thought I was pregnant, I needed to know all of them. That's okay. (laughs) He's doing great, thank you, honey. He's my tech support. Um, is our, it's just 30 seconds. That's why I want it to start off, and you know what it is. Is our TV commercials. So we are on Comcast local cable um, throughout Santa Clara and now in Alameda County because we have our new clinic in Union City. So we're on television in relevant stations like MTV, BET, the E! News Channel, 
mostly TV that you and I don't watch. But it's geared toward the 18 to 24-year-old who are the most abortion vulnerable in our community. So go ahead. And these are real patients on the video. When I found out I was pregnant, I needed to know all of my options. Abortion is always in your mind when it's on, on plan. It was tough. When I went to Real Options, I found hope. They offered me a friendly hand when I needed most. Real Options Pregnancy Medical Clinics. Places to find answers, free ultrasounds, and emotional support. You do have a choice. We're here, waiting for your call. You have time. Be informed and make a choice that's best for you. So you hear the tagline, we're really appealing to them because especially when they don't know the Lord, who's it all about? It's all about them. So make a choice that's best for you. But we know the choice that's best for them is to choose life for their children and to not have the regret of abortion in their past. And so uh, we're really blessed to be able to serve so many people that come in our doors. The next slide talks about our adoption initiative. And, you know, there are only about 14 to 18,000 newborn domestic adoptions a year in the United States. I have 18,000 on the slide, but it's really closer to 14. And ever since 1973, when abortion became legal in this country, adoption became a very, the very least chosen option, which is a sad thing. Because I don't know if you know anybody that's adopted, but we have an adopted son. Um, one of my board members is adopted. One of my closest uh, friends and coworkers is adopted. And one of my board members has adopted children. So how many of you know somebody that's adopted or you've adopted someone? Oh, almost, almost everybody in the room. So adoption is a beautiful life-affirming option, and yet less than 1% of women who are facing unplanned pregnancy choose adoption. And so the next video will be um, this commercial that talks about uh, adoption to these potential birth moms. I'm pregnant, but I'm not in a position to care for this child. I want him to have a better future, to be with a family who'll love him and give him the things that I can't. I've learned that through adoption, I can choose the family who'll raise him, and I can receive help through the rest of my pregnancy. Adoption just seems like the best option for him and for me. So we're just trying to really reframe adoption, make it a positive option, make it, an, make it a real viable choice. And if, if these young women and men don't know about the option of adoption or nobody ever talks to them about it, they're not going to. And we're not going to be able to, to turn the tide to where all those children that are being aborted could be adopted, could be given life. So that's our mission. I just want to share quickly about our campus outreach, college campus outreach. Um, the next slide shows, go ahead, it's just a picture. This man, is his name is Oscar, and he's a student at San Jose State. He was a vet from the Marines, served in the Marine Corps, and his girlfriend Tanya and he on San Jose State campus ran, saw, saw real options there because we table on campus, it's called the Campus Pregnancy Support Team. And we're there because we know that college students are very vulnerable to 
not only pregnancy but abortion as their option. And so we give out little pregnancy tests with a coupon for a free ultrasound in one of our clinics. We want them to come in, and Tanya and Oscar came into the clinic. They had a consultation, lots of support, and a free ultrasound, and they chose life for little Isabel there. And then we surrounded Tanya with enough support structures that she was able to graduate with her degree in psychology. Oscar and Tanya got married, and he's still in school because he was behind being already in the Marine Corps, so he's still in school. And they volunteer with us now. Isn't that a beautiful story? That's how we can reach out onto college campuses. We also have um, a group like this on Stanford campus, which is closer to here, and Santa Clara University. The last part of our ministry, the way that we reach out, is through HOPE. HOPE stands for the healing of post-abortion emotions. And I've shared before, I always do share, that I wish I didn't have this testimony, but I do have an abortion in my past. I was a single mom like Angie. I didn't know how I was going to make it with my daughter, who's now 39 um, years old. And I chose abortion for my second child. And I share that with you because I want you to know that God has healing. If any of you have abortion in their past, or you know someone in the community, 33% of those in our community have an abortion in their past by the time they're 45. And so this is something that Real Options feels very strongly about really supporting those uh, for healing, because we want to be completely forgiven and set free. We, we do this outreach to Christians in the local church, because people that don't know Jesus aren't going to be completely forgiven and set free until they find the healing and the forgiveness that they need in Christ. And sometimes once they do, they don't know how to forgive themselves or they haven't been really had anyone to walk alongside of them and grieve the life of the child or children that, that were lost to abortion. And when we go through the, the steps to grieve, we bring dignity to that child. We bring a healing back to our our hearts so that women are not drug addicted, uh, have eating disorders, alcoholic, all kinds of things that go on when we just push our grief into denial. So it's important as a community of believers to face things in life and to allow God's word to truly heal us. And that's what we do through the HOPE program. We actually have a retreat going on this weekend at Mount Hermon called Rachel's Vineyard. And they are free. This is all provided. Again, it's life-affirming outreach into the community. And I just wanted to end my presentation with one last scripture that God gave me last night for us. Because we have to not only know how uh, sacred our lives are because of God's image, because of God's goodness, and how special and precious the gift of life is, but that we all have something to give, no matter what age we are, no matter what our abilities are, our education, we all have something to give to the Lord. And Ephesians verse 2 says in verses 8 through 10, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and that this is not from yourself, it is the gift of God, not by our works so that no one can boast, but we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance 
for us to do. And doesn't that scripture really tie back into Jeremiah, how God called Jeremiah before he was even born? God prepared in advance. And I just can tell you that by surrendering everything to the Lord in my life, I found a great value and privilege and honor to serve him by being able to just really surrender. So whatever we're going through, I just pray that you can surrender it to the Lord and trust him and put your faith in him and know that he has more for you and he has good plans for you and your family. I'd just like to close this in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your gift of life, for showing us how much you love us, for creating us with your good plans in mind, with purposes and plans, Lord, that we can only do as we trust you because you are the vine and we are the branches. Without you and apart from you, we can do nothing. So we give you praise today, we give you glory, and we thank you for your grace that is sufficient for us no matter what we're going through. We surrender to you, Jesus, and we thank you that you have us in the palm of your hand. You have our children and our grandchildren. You know everything about us, and you will bring out the good outcomes because you love us and we're called according to your purposes. So we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen.